Alrighty, good morning. We are on the bottom of Chav Chesamon Bey's 28b. Last two lines. Tan Rabbanon the Rabbis taught, Shimon HaPakuli, Shimon the cotton, um, the cotton merchant, his der Shmona Esther Brachos, Lifnei Rebbe Gamliel, Al Haseder Biyavne. He told over to Rabbi Gamliel the exact order of the 18 blessings of the Shmona Esri in Yavna. It seems as if the blessings themselves were not, um, the tradition was, was carried, but the but the order of those blessings wasn't. So this Shimon HaPakuli um, recalled the order and shared it with Rabbi Gamliel. Amr Elham Rabbi Gamliel HaChachamim, Rabbi Gamliel said to the sages, is there anyone that is able to come up with a blessing against the tzidukim? Again, against that heret, against that heretical um, sect of Judaism that seemed to have been really, um, really leading to uh, turning away many, uh, many Jews. So, Ahmad Shmuel Hakatan. Shmuel the, I guess the, the small, but Shmuel HaKatan got up, Vitikna, and he created a blessing um, against the heretics. L'shana acheres shechacha. A year later, he was davening, he was leading the services, and he forgot the blessing that he had made. Okay, we are now at Chavtes Amad Aleph 29a. V'hishkif ba'ashtayim v'shalashalos. And he spent two or three hours trying to remember the blessing that he had written and forgot. And during those two or three hours, they let him just stay up as the prayer leader. Um, they did not take him down. They did not take him down. Now, why didn't they take him down? The Ha'amar of Yehuda Amarav. Then Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav. If somebody that's leading the prayer service, makes a mistake in any one of the blessings. We do not remove him from davening, from the leading the service, but but in the blessing of the heretics, or against the heretics, we do um, we do remove him if he makes a, a, a mistake in that blessing. Because we, are, we worry that perhaps he himself is a heretic and isn't saying the blessing properly in order not to uh, curse himself. So we answer, shiny Shmuel HaKatan di'ihu tikna. We say, no, Shmuel HaKatan is different. We're not going to remove him because he's the one that made that blessing in the first place. So obviously, we're not going to take him down. We're not going to remove him if you forgot it, possibly. But wait a minute, shouldn't we worry that perhaps he had a change of heart since writing it and now became a heretic and that's why he's not recalling it properly? So Amr Abaye, Abaye says, Gemiri, Tava lo hava bisha. We have a tradition, Gemiri, we have a tradition that someone that was good does not become bad. Someone that was truly good does not become bad. And we know Shmuel HaKatan was truly good. Below, now is this true that, some, that someone that was truly good doesn't become bad? But doesn't it say, Uveshuv tzadik mitzid avel. Don't we have a verse in Yechezkel, in Ezekiel, that says, and when a righteous person will turn away from his righteousness and do bad. So we see that a righteous person does, could turn away from his righteousness. So we answer, That verse is actually referring to somebody that started off bad, had a change of heart, and became good, 
someone like that could could revert to his evil ways. But Shmuel Katan started off good, so we do not assume, we have a tradition, that he will not turn bad. About Tzadik Me'ikaralo, but someone that was originally um, righteous will not turn bad. Below, now is that really true? But didn't we learn in a Mishnah? Don't trust in yourself until the day you die. Don't trust that you're going to be that you've like you've got in there that you are righteous and good to go until the day you die. Because we know about Yochanan, the high priest. He was a high priest for eighty years. And at the end, he became a tziduki. He became a a, a heretic. So we see that someone that's amazing. Someone that is very righteous could turn bad. So Amar Abaye says, so now we're just going to make the question a bit stronger. Amar, or only according to one opinion. Amar Abaye says, Hu Yanai, Hu Yochanan. Abaye explained that he is Yanai, he is Yochanan. Meaning they were, they were one and the same person. And we know about um, Yanai, that he did some really terrible things to the, to the rabbis and to the Jews. And we're saying that they are the same person. Rava, Rava says, Yanai l'chod v'yochanon l'chod. That's not true. Yanai and Yochanan are actually two separate people. Yanai rasha me'ikaro. Yanai was a wicked person from the beginning. V'yochanon sadik me'ikaro. And Yochanan was a righteous person from the beginning. So now we're going to ask the question. Hanichala baye. It makes sense according to a baye if Yanai and Yochanan are the same people. So it may, then we could say, without contradicting ourselves, that Yochanan did become bad after 80 years of being righteous because he had originally been bad. He had experienced the wickedness before becoming righteous. So that fits in well. Elala Rava, but according to Rava, that Yochanan and Yana are not the same people. And Yochanan was good from the start. And yet we do see that Yochanan ends up becoming, um, ends up becoming a heretic. Then how then how do we explain, how do we, that that would seem to disprove this idea of somebody that was always good that will not become bad. So Amr al-Kharaba, Rabba will tell you, Sadik mi'ikaro nami So Rabba would have to tell you that someone that was originally good actually could become bad. But wait a minute, if that's the case, ihachi amai lo askuhu, but if that's the case, then why didn't we remove Shmuel HaKatan when he when he made a mistake in the blessing of the heretics, or against the heretics, if somebody that was always good could become bad, then why don't we wor- why weren't we suspicious that perhaps um, that's what happened with Shmuel Akatan, that although he was always good, now he was now he had uh, had a change of heart. So we answer shiny Shmuel Akatan. No, Shmuel Akatan's situation was different. The Ashaba, because he started the blessing. The Amar of Yehuda Amar Rav, because Rav Yehuda said the name of Rav, the same Rav Shul ben Levi, and some say it was Rav Shul ben Levi. Lo shanu ela shalo hischalba. We only say that you remove the person for making a mistake in the blessing of the heretics if they did not start the blessing. If they didn't even start it, then you worry. Oh, they didn't even start the blessing because they don't want to be cursing themselves. Aval hischalba. But if someone started the blessing and then just seemed to have forgotten it or made a mistake, Gomra, then you allow them to continue. And that's what would have happened with Shmuel Hakata. Okay. All right, so now we're going to talk about going back to the 
sources of the different Shmona Esrei prayers, the different Amida prayers, right? So we have the regular weekday one that has 18 or now 19 blessings, and we know where that comes from, the different opinions. Now we're going to talk about the other Amida prayers that we say at different times during the year. So Hani Sheva the Shamsa Knegani. So the seven the seven blessings of the Shabbos. By the way, we're at the first colon on 29A on Haftasamad Aleph. So the first set of the the seven blessings in the Shabbos Amida, where do those seven blessings come from? I mean, what's their significance? What's their source? So Amr Rabbi Khalafta bin Shaul, Rabbi Khalafta bin Shaul said, Kineged Shiva Kolo Sha'amar David Al Hamayim. They correspond to the seven voices that King David referenced um, on the waters. So again, it's actually, that's a reference to Psalm 29. And it talks about God's voice um, seven times. Okay. So, Hani Teshid Rosh Hashanah Kenegami. And what about the nine blessings that are in the Shmona Esrei, in the Amida of Musaf on Rosh Hashanah? What do those nine blessings correspond to? So we answer, Rabbi Yitzchak, the mean tar kartignin. Rabbi Yitzchak from Kartignin said, "Kenegatisha askarosh amrachana betfilasa." Those are they correspond to the nine times that God's name is mentioned in Chana's prayer for a child. Um, Chana is the mother of Shmuel Hanavi, the mother of uh, Samuel the prophet. She couldn't have children. She went to the temple, said this incredible prayer from which we learn a lot. And in that prayer, God's name was mentioned nine times. Da'amar Mar, and this is like what our master said. Rosh Hashanah, Nifkada, Sarah, Rachel, Vachana. Then Rosh Hashanah, Sarah, our, um, our matriarch, Rachel, our matriarch, and Hannah, the mother of Samuel, they were all remembered on Rosh Hashanah, meaning on that day, on Rosh Hashanah was the day that um, they were remembered or the day in which it was decided that they would have children. Now, what about the 24 blessings that we say in the Amida of a specific type of fast day where we are, where there's some sort of um, drought and we need water, we need rain? There was uh, six blessings added to that, onto the weekday ones. There's 24 blessings, and that's Shona and Sarah in that Amida. Where, what's, what do they correspond to? So we answer, Amr Rabbi Chalbo, Rabbi Chalbo says, They correspond to the 24 expressions of song that Shlomo, that King Solomon said, When first placing the Ark of the Covenant that housed the tablets, when first placing that Ark into the temple that King Solomon built. So then we ask, if uh, so we say, if so, why don't we always say 24 blessings um, corresponding to Shlomo's 24 blessings? So why don't we do that? Um, so we answer, in what scenario did Shlomo say 24, uh, 24 expressions of song? That was on a day where he specifically needed God's mercy in a tangible way, because at that point when King Solomon was trying to bring the Aaron into the Holy of Holies, um, the gates 
closed and wouldn't allow him in. So then he needed to, you know, there, need, there was a very urgent need. So that's when 24 blessings or 24 expressions of song were said. Ananami. So So we say the 24 blessings on a at a time when we need ur ur urgent, tangible mercy from God. For instance, when we have a drought. But regularly, we only say the 18 or 19 blessings. Okay, now we're going to go back and analyze the Mishnah. We're on the last line before the lines get a little bit wider. The last two words on the line. Rabbi Yeshua Omer Me'en Shimon Asr. Rabbi Yeshua said that you can do an abridged version of the 18 blessings. So now we're going to talk about that. Me'en Shimon Asr. My Me'en Shimon Asr. What does it mean when we say it in an abridged version of the Shimon Asr? Rav Omar, Rav says, Me'en Kol Bracha Uvracha. It means an abridged version of each blessing. So you still are saying 18 blessings, just you say a much shorter version of each blessing. Ushmul Amar Shmuel says, no, this is the abridged version. So you say the first three blessings, normal, the last three blessings, normal, but then the middle eight, the middle 13, um, instead of saying them, you instead say the following prayer. Give us the ability, Lord our God, to know your ways. Umolis lebavenu and circumcise our hearts liyirasecha to fear you. and forgive us so that we can be redeemed. and distance us from our suffering. and fatten us in your land. And our dispersed from the four corners of the world, please gather in. And those that make mistakes. And those who make mistakes. Um, let, so I think this is, this is referring to the judges that don't do proper judgment. Let them begin to do proper judgment. And on those that are evil, lift up your hand. And let the righteous rejoice in the rebuilding of your city. And the perfection of your temple. And the flourishing of the pride of David, your servant. And in the, um, and, and in the establishment of of a lamp, for the son of Yishai, again referring to King David and King David's um, offspring, your Mashiach, your anointed one. Before we call, you answer. Blessed are you, God, who hears our prayer. That is the abridged version of Shemona Asrei. And Abaye would get mad, would curse anybody that said Havinenu, which that said this abridged version instead of saying um instead of saying the entire Shimona Asri. Okay. Now we're going to talk about um this abridged version of the Shimona Asri, the Havinenu. The entire year, you can pray Havinenu. Again, that's the name of that abridged, uh, abridged Shmona Esrei, Havinenu. 
Chutz Mimotzai, and that's because it's the first word of the abridged part. Chutz Mimotzai, Shabbos Mimotzai, Yom Tovim, except you cannot say it on Saturday nights as uh, Shabbos ends, or at the end of a holiday, the evening at the end of a holiday. Why? Because you need to say Havdalah, the, the little prayer service that we say to separate between Shabbos or Yom Tiv and the rest of the week. You need to say that uh, a version of that little prayer service in the fourth blessing of Shemona Esrei. Um, you, give, you give us wisdom. It's about wisdom. And we cannot obviously say that in, in Havinenu, because Havinenu doesn't have a fourth blessing of Shemona Esrei. Um, it abridges all 13 middle blessings into one. So that's why you cannot say Havinenu on a Saturday night, for instance. Maskafla Rabba Bar Shmuel. So Rabba Bar Shmuel asked on this, but why don't we just say the Havdalah as a fourth blessing? Meaning, why don't we just say the Havdalah as a blessing in of itself? So we could say Havinenu, and then we could say Havdalah as a blessing in of itself. Why can't we do that? Milo Tanan, didn't we say in a Mishnah that there were different opinions as to how we insert Havdalah into the Amida? Um, one was that we put it into the fourth blessing, and then we have Rabbi Kiva Omer. Rabbi Kiva says, Omer Bracha Bifneatma. You say a blessing, a fourth blessing on its own, meaning you make Havdalah into its own blessing. Rabbi Lazar Omer, Blazar had said, Omer Bahodah, you say it in the Thanksgiving blessing. But what do we see? So why don't we go like Rabbi Akiva? And put Havdalah into the abridged Shmona Esrei as a blessing on its own. So we answer, Do we follow Rabbi Akiva the entire year that we make Havdalah a blessing on its own? The Hashanami Navid that we should do so here as well when we're saying Havinenu? We obviously don't. Then, Kol Hashanakula, my time alone of Dino Kiva, why don't we go like Rabbi Akiva the rest of the year? It's because it's because the rabbis instituted 18 blessings and not a 19th. Um, so we can't just add another blessing. So, so to here, when we are doing the Havinenu prayer, so the that's the free th free th the first three blessings are kept intact, the last three blessings are kept intact, and then there's a middle blessing that is an abridged version of all. 13 all thir middle 13 so i'm sorry or on or um yeah so there's really seven blessings in total so hachanami so here too when we're saying havinenu sheva tikun the rabbis established seven blessings tamni lo tikun they did not establish eight blessings so we can't just add on an extra blessing maskifla marzotra but marzotra asked the nichlal the nichlal nichlal havinenu hashem elokeinu hamavdil ben kodeshulchol now why don't we though okay so now you're telling me we can't add havdalah as its own separate blessing but why don't we just put a little line about havdalah into the havinenu blessing prayer so let it go like this um, give us understanding to know you and then um, um, a Lord our God, and then add in Hamavdil bin Kodeshachol, God who distinguishes between the holy and the mundane, and then we will have recited Havdalah even within the abridged Havinenu prayer. 
So we answer Kasha, we say, you're right, that is a very good question. And um, we don't have an answer to that. Um, I think we'll stop here for today. Um, yeah, we'll stop here for today. Um, what we discussed today is the blessing of the heretics. And if someone makes a mistake about it, do we remove them? And about um, people being good, when can they? Be when do they become bad? Then we talked about this. What are the blessings of the different Shemona Asrays besides for the eighteen regular weekday one? What do they correspond to? And then we started to talk about this abridged version of Shemona Asray and when you can and cannot say it. And we'll stop here. Have a great day and a great week.